Harinam and Chintamani, once I get myself organized. And and what else? And I want to introduce His Grace Rajabi Hari Prabhu. For those of you who don't know, Rajabi Hari Prabhu has kindly come all the way from Washington, D.C., America, just to make sure <laughs> that everything goes nicely here at <clears throat> Govardhan Retreat Center. And what would you say? So far, so good, no? Rajvi Hari Prabhu is disciple of his grace. Burijan Prabhu, a very dear godbrother of mine, who will be coming on Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, we are looking forward to hearing from him. <coughs> um, yes, and uh, if you have any complaints, right? <laughs> and you've complained to everybody else in our organization team and they're not helping you, uh, the buck, we say in America, the buck stops here. Buck is a slang word for dollar. And uh, I think it was an American president who said that. Yeah, true to Yeah. <laughs> the buck stops here means if everything else doesn't work, Please approach Rajabi Hari Prabhu. <clears throat> yeah, we got, we got, we got, I see, I saw the signs on the glass doors. After how many of you, I know Munish had a very harsh experience, and you also. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of, I don't know if it's a good comparison, Duryo, Duryodhana in Hastinapur, not Hastinapur, in uh, Indraprastha. I also wanted to remind remind you of our writing project. What was the writing project? About reflection. We're going to write a book, collectively. Everyone becomes silent. Uh, yeah, right. Writing can take so many different forms. Um, so many different forms. Um, we're not asking you to write a novel, unless you want to. We're not asking you to write 
academic uh, paper, article, unless you want to. I was thinking an interesting, I don't know for whom it would be interesting, but maybe for geologists, an interesting uh, academic article could be about the deep geological character of Govardhan. I asked Ramatirtha Prabhu, who is a geologist, uh, some years ago, what is the uh, geological uh, analysis, what would, what would a geologist say about this hill? And he, as I remember, he kind of said, I don't know. Uh, then I think he came up with a technical term for the kind of rock, you know, what did they call it, Ignatius, or I don't know what, something. And I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't, it didn't feel very illuminating to me. Um, what are we looking for? I had one, a uh, couple of ideas that you might find helpful. Sometimes we were asked to do this in school, <coughs> I remember, as a kid. Um, we would be asked to write a letter to Santa Claus. <laughs> Did you have this in school? <laughs> you didn't have this. No Santa Claus in Turkey. <laughs> uh, no, no Santa Claus. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> she said no Santa Claus in Turkey. In Turkey. Turkey, right? obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, writing the, the, the format, the concept of writing a letter. <laughs> I was thinking one might want to write a letter to one or another of uh, the six Goswamis. In other words, sort of reaching across time to uh, connect with one of the great Acharyas who have lived here. Maybe it's a bit early for me to say this because um, it's in Radhakund that one really gets uh, the sense of the presence of the Goswamis, if we can overcome the presence of the Pandas. <laughs> but in uh, any case, you could write a letter to Giriraj also. Uh, you might want to write in the form of, of poetry, you might want to write in the form also, just a conversation, a drama. <coughs> Doesn't have to be terribly dramatic. <laughs> the dra drama usually involves some sort of conflict. Uh, although Sanskrit drama is... There will usually be some issues, some conflict, but it's more about rasa. Uh, drawing out uh, rasa. So, like that. Um, and I don't know if this is going to help, but there's a whole 
universe of uh, where is that? Of what's called contemplative practice. And um, someone created a sort of graphic uh, illustration of different sorts of contemplative practice. And uh, this is in the form of a tree which has roots, two roots. One they call communion and connection, and the other root they call awareness. So, okay, roots of course are feeding the tree, so that might be helpful. And then it has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven branches, and then it has several sub-branches. Uh, the first branch is stillness. Stillness, what's that? Hare Krishna's never still. This is the Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> stillness. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> sub-branches within stillness are, guess what? Silence. <laughs> What's that? Centering, quieting the mind, meditation. Okay, the next branch is called gen generative. What's that mean? Well, the examples, the sub-branches are given of gratitude, loving-kindness and compassion, meditation. So I think the idea is generating. Uh, so in contemplation one generates some, some sort of feeling. One sort is gratitude, another sort is a feeling of loving-kindness and compassion. <clears throat> also included here is contemplative reading. And we could say a lot about that, but just mention it. Here's a word which I like, um, and I don't know how it translates into Polish, but or Spanish or German. Beholding. To behold something is, uh, it's not holding. <laughs> It's beholding, it's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it in English. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about what is beholding? Behold, Govardhan. Seeing with awe, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe with awe. Behold the mountain. It's like an intense, 
kind of, um, of seeing with contemplation in such a way that it's reaching the heart? How's that? Much better. <laughs> yes. There is a Bhagavad Gita where in the first chapter when Behold the armies. Army, yeah. In yeah. Croatian it is translated only there, like look at them, like look at yeah. them, you know, not the expression. <laughs> <laughs> look at the army. No, there's, there's something, there's a richer sense in the word behold. Did you find a word in Polish? There's no, nothing such good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, then uh, visualization is, is part of this generative aspect of contemplation. So you may, uh, visualization is, I would say it's very much part of our tradition. The acharyas are describing in so much detail, inviting us to visualize uh, the Lord, visualize. Uh, pastimes and so on. Uh, another dimension of contemplative practice is uh, being creative and uh, the examples given here are contemplative arts, journaling, improvisation. <laughs> we had uh, two days ago, this amazing improvisation at Dan Nibartan Kund <laughs> that was uh, brought about uh, by Archamurti Mataji. That was, that was uh, a sort of improvisation where we had no clue what we're doing, and she told us, she told us what we're doing and what we're saying. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. Music and singing are creative, uh, and we, we might want to add poetry to that. Then, contemplation uh, can become more active, so the next branch is called active. And this is uh, specified with pilgrimage to, well, I want to say pilgrimage, period, but they say pilgrimage to areas where social justice issues are highlighted. Okay. Um, I've heard that in Mumbai you can, uh, you can take a tour of uh, of a slum, a slum area in Mumbai, to become a tourist attraction. Yeah. <laughs> what they think of next. Yeah. Um, another area is activism, work, and volunteering. Some devotees have uh, developed programs of helping people here in the. Govardhan area, also in uh, Brindavan, helping widows, helping uh, destitute people. <coughs> Bhaktivedanta Goswami has some programs going. Uh, there's there's one one lady uh, from Germany 
I, I would like to visit. She has a goshal somewhere around uh, Radha Kund. And um, I heard she has received this honor from the central Indian government, a German lady, a devotee German lady. I, I forget her. Rajasivika? Huh? Rajasivika? Maybe. But I think she's in Vrindavan. No, no, no. Radhakun. Unless she moved her Goshal. Anyway, so the, these kinds of activities are going on uh, around Raj. And you'll see, uh, what is it? Something Raj Trust. You'll see signs everywhere. A lot of renovation work is going on, uh, or has gone on, we don't some. And also the building up of, um, of kundas and so on. Radhakund, Radhakund at least, uh, was, was built by a wealthy merchant. Uh, we may hear the story about that when how he comes to Raghunandas Goswami. <laughs> Vigils and marches, bearing witness, deep listening. Okay, this comes into relational branch. Deep listening, council circle, storytelling, dialogue. Okay, then there's a branch called movement, <laughs> which includes Walking meditation, labyrinth walking, right? <laughs> That's a popular thing in sort of new age circles, but labyrinth goes back centuries. There's a labyrinth in the Chartres uh, Cathedral in France, for example. Yeah. Um, and then also in this branch of movement is yoga, dance, Aikido, Tai Chi Chuan, Qigong, yeah, all those sorts of things are included. <coughs> and then uh, the final branch is called ritual, Cyclical, okay. Um, establishing an establishing a sacred personal space, <coughs> retreats, and ceremonies and rituals based in spiritual or cultural traditions. So that's just throwing a lot of uh, sort of bullet points out that could give some prompts to think about how you might want to express yourself. When we think about writing, it's good to think, what do I want to communicate? What would I like someone to read? What would I... Um, um, how can I write so that someone will want to read what I write? <laughs> and although this is usually, or 
only, I don't know, associated with academic writing, I found very helpful a very simple, simple, simple principle um, that you may also find helpful. And that is, there's actually a book about this which is um, for university uh, students and the title of the book is They Say, I Say. They Say, I Say. And it's a book that's teaching how to write good um, academic writing, but I'm saying it can be good for all sorts of writing. Because it's essentially giving the structure of somebody thinks or says or imagines like this, but, and this can be but or it can be and. That's a good idea, and I want to say also X, Y, or Z. So you're making a context for what you're writing. The context of people say, or people think, or there's a common misconception, or there's a hundred different things you could fill in. Or I used to think, I used to feel, I used to tell people, but now, you see what it is? it's giving us, uh, it's very, it can be very powerful. So it's kind of like Purva Paksha Siddhanta, <laughs> the preliminary, the, the, <clears throat> the idea, and it can be in the form of something you want to refute, a lot of academic writings of this sort. They say this or that, they get it all wrong. <laughs> what we have to understand is it's like, this is what it is. <laughs> is really the case. All right, enough of this. Allah mama. Shila Bhaktivinodakur ki jai. Or maybe I should stop and say any questions. <laughs> any anything about that. As I mentioned uh, when, when I first introduced this, we wanted to produce a book. And uh, we want to do it, I think, somewhat quickly. We don't want it to stretch over 10 years. <laughs> and uh, deadline? Deadline, yes. Our, 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 <clears throat> our publisher, <laughs> wants a deadline. <laughs> I think that will help, yeah. <clears throat> We're always a little nervous about deadlines, but uh, they're good. They're good. We can think about a deadline. Or do you have an idea? Let's say March. March? This is February? Thirtieth of March. Thirtieth of March. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Knowledge. It's too, too. Should be earlier. Fifteenth April. Fifteenth April. You will forget everything. Yeah. Oh, we're traveling. 
Yeah. Aha, you are talking. Can be like 15th of March? <laughs> 15th of March. <laughs> 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 Thirtieth of March, twenty twenty-five. No, fifteen April. April is also clear. Okay, fifteenth of April. The signature to the sea. Fifteenth of April. Mark your calendars. Mm -hmm. I have to mark my calendar. Hold on. Fifteenth of April is a Saturday. If we were being very Vedic, we would have some lunar calendar day, like some Purnima or something. <clears throat> but in any case, let's make it 15. <clears throat> Okay, all right. That gives lots of time. Unfortunately, I think that's also the deadline for Srila Prabhupada Vyasa Puja offerings. <laughs> also, when taxes are due in America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Last time I filed a tax return was some years ago. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <clears throat> Title of the book. Um, well, one thought I had was Mountain of Love. And then I have a subtitle. Yeah, so that can be also a theme. You can you, know, you can see how you might want to express that theme. I would say though it doesn't have to be entirely I would say yeah, it's reflections somehow generated out of the retreat. So we're trying to keep it as open-ended as possible. Yes. Can you also send some drawings? Drawings, yeah, some art. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we could have some illustrations. That would be nice. Maybe we can get the children to do some art. They're not opaque yet, <clears throat> so we can't ask. Anyway, okay. Okay. 
So, Sri Harinam Chintamani, and um, as I explained, we've, it's been, what, two days, three days since we discussed. Um, Harinam Chintamani, the bulk of the, uh, of Bhaktivinoda uh, Thakur's uh, work is taking each of the ten offenses, which are listed in the Padma Purana and uh, explaining them and explaining what is the solution how to overcome them. And then, toward the end, he uh, gives an additional aparana, and that is Pramada. This is chapter 12. By the way, I might mention the uh, format of his Harinam Chintamani is it's, uh, it's like song, it's poetry. It could be sung, actually. <laughs> it, there's a meter to it. Um, but our translation here is uh, in prose. And uh, I suggested that we jump to and focus on uh, this particular one, because Bhaktivinoda says that this is the mula, this inattention is the root of all the other anartas. And indeed, we might feel like uh, you, you consider the, the anarta, um, well, anartas, um, but um, the other, the apparatus. Actually, I just realized he says anarta, not opera. Okay, but from anartas comes apparatus. So, but if we think about uh, what are the uh, apparatus, apparat. This word apparata is sometimes given a kind of what scholars would call a folk etymology, that it is apa-radha. <laughs> so it's away from radha. Apa, uh, the prefix is away, uh, or removed, removed from radha, you could say. Uh, except that the word is not aparadha. <laughs> It's aparadha, um, and it has has the basic meaning of offense. Uh, it can also mean mistake. So mistake or offense, you can mistake, make a mistake, and it becomes an offense. But if we would go back and think about them in relation to inattention. That could be a useful exercise, but I'm not going to do that now. I mentioned, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, that inattention has three aspects. Um, where is this? Yes, indifference, what's translated here as inertia, jadya from the word jada, which means dull, 
or inert or unconscious jada. <clears throat> and distraction, big shape Indifference was udasinya. Another meaning of aparada, no, a meaning, uh, the opposite of aparada is unaparada, unaparada. And what does that mean? It means innocence. Hmm. So we want to become free from aparada, and we want to start with the, the uh, operand of inattention, and if we can fix that, then that would be unoperadna, and that would be a, a condition of being innocent. Innocent. Interesting. So, udasinya, lack of faith, Oh, okay. Indifference, udasinya, means lack of faith. Bhaktivinoda explains, inertia or dullness, jandya, means, he says, laziness. Sometimes we get into this sort of, uh, you know, space out mode of chanting. Uh, sort of half-reclining. Satchinandana <coughs> uh, Swami always emphasizes this point when we chant, to chant properly Hare Krishna. It's yoga, so one should be, you know, sitting properly. Um, he speaks about alignment, aligning the body. So sitting up uh, straight, so that one can be attentive, not half lying down. <clears throat> and then distraction vichepa, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, uh, means or comes from attraction to sense objects. So what to do to avoid this? This was the cliffhanger we had two or three days ago, and this is where we want to come now. So he has many headings, or whether Bhaktivinoda gave the headings, or later et editors, I'm not sure. But one heading is, the aspiring devotee should carefully make his mind steady. <clears throat> Sounds good. How to do that? Well, first he says, what is the problem? Everyone is naturally attracted to material sense objects. When one remembers them, one becomes attracted to sense objects. Yeah. Now, sense objects, of course, we may not be just contemplating uh, gross sense objects when we're chanting, but it could be something more subtle. And it could be something that's tied to our concerns to be controllers, 
to be, uh, to be, how to put this, uh, to be acknowledged by others, to be approved by others. It can also have to do with the, uh, our need for security. We're all very deeply wanting security, isn't it? We don't only want security, we also want sometimes adventure. <laughs> Therefore we go on a retreat. <laughs> because we don't just want to stay in our room at home all the time. But security is a very important principle for us. Um, we want control, but sometimes we want to let go of control. We want somebody else to control. We want approval, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we want to be rebel, rebels. We don't care what others think. Yeah. <clears throat> But one way or another, our minds can become very preoccupied with these things which are, you can say, essentially concerned for uh, attraction to the objects of the senses. Bhaktivinoda says, even though one chants a lack of holy names, what is a lack? L-A-K-H transliteration. 10,000. No, it's 100,000. Yeah. 10,000 times 10. <laughs> 100,000. Even, in other words, 64 rounds. So one may chant 64 rounds of holy names on the beads. Even though one may do this, not a single drop of the holy name's nectar <clears throat> or a single jewel of the many jewels of the holy name's glories will fall into the heart if one is inattentive. So he's saying there's nectar to be had, there, is, there are jewels to be received, but if the mind is somewhere else, they're not going to come. It's not going to come. <clears throat> so he says one must be careful by associating with devotees. Okay, this is going to be a major point for Bhaktivinoda Thakur. By associating with devotees, one quickly becomes free of material desires. Haribo! <laughs> It's that easy. He makes it sound really easy sometimes. <clears throat> the fault of material desire destroyed, one then may chant the holy name in a secluded place. Now sometimes we hear that, no, this is a no-no. One should not chant in a secluded place. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gives us an entire song, poem, quite long, called Vaishnav K. <clears throat> what sort of Vaishnava are you? And he's, he's uh, challenging his mind that you are thinking you are a very advanced Vaishnava, you're sitting 
by yourself chanting the holy name, but what are you actually doing? You're contemplating <laughs> everything but the holy name. <clears throat> gradually, gradually the mind becomes fixed on the holy name. Then one is always intoxicated by tasting the nectar of the holy name. He makes it sound so easy. Staying near Tulsi Devi, staying in a holy place of Lord Krishna's pastimes, associating with saintly devotees and following the example of the great saints, one gradually spends more and more time thinking of the holy name. Very soon, one abandons thinking of material sense objects. I think this has a footnote. Yeah, he says, he has footnotes. One of, one of them says, following the example of great saints means the example of past saints wrapped in the bliss of devotional service, bhajana ananda. So it's, it's permitted, <laughs> it's permitted to remember the past acharyas and to be conscious of how they have been absorbed in chanting the holy name. And he goes on to say, <clears throat> I mentioned this uh, yesterday, in the beginning, one chants the holy name for half an hour. That's a danta. Uh, Gradually, the chanting is increased to an hour. Maybe an hour is a danta, hard a danta. Then gradually, the chanting is increased to two hours. Then, gradually, the chanting is increased to 100,000 holy names, 64 rounds. And then, it is gradually increased to 300,000 holy names, 192 rounds. Forget about taking care of your garden, Yadavi. <laughs> Forget about cooking for the family. <laughs> <laughs> Tikshna Rupa will say, what's for lunch today? <laughs> she says, lunch, you can prepare your own lunch, I'm chanting. <laughs> How to make a problem in a marriage, one of them, one of the partners gets some incredibly strong taste in chanting the holy name, and the other is not there yet, and so it's like, hey, what about dinner? <laughs> and 
never heard of that problem in ISKCON, though. Have you? No. Maybe it's the next generation that's going to have that problem. We have other problems. Oh, it's already 8 Um. Yeah, I've always wondered about this chanting 100. Someone told me they chanted 192 rounds sometimes. I don't know how they do it. My tongue doesn't work that fast. I don't know. <laughs> chanting in the mind can go pretty fast, isn't it? No? But when you chant in the mind, it's even easier to go off into being inattentive, unless you're ready. So, uh, this is Bhaktivinoda Thakur, is, uh, he wants to help us. So, I think it's nice, we can read like he is with us and he is giving us some coaching. <clears throat> but perhaps the, the broader point in relation to Pramada is just we can we, we were discussing yesterday about ch uh, checklists, right? So one thing what one could put on the checklist is, of course, the general question, and am, am I being attentive when I'm chanting? And then we can be more specific. Uh, am I being, am I feeling some indifference? Uh, indifference is one way of translating this uh, unavad, un, what is it, unavadana, no, sorry, anavadana is inattention, and udasinya is indifference, udasinya, and um, another way of translating udasinya could be apathy, you know the word apathy, apatia, that's the Greek, apathy. It's like apathy is uh, sort of associated with a sense of hopelessness. Like, well, I know I'm not going to get anything out of this chanting, but I'll do it anyway because, yeah, I promise, okay. Yes, I have to do that. Sixteen rounds. Oh my God! Another fifteen rounds to go. <clears throat> it's eleven o'clock at night, <clears throat> and I have four more rounds. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> the opposite of apathy is welcoming. Today I get to chant Hare Krishna, and I, as uh, Mahatma Prabhu has in his affirmations, I get to chant, I like to chant, I want to chant. 
I get to chant. I want to chant. I love to chant. Yes. And uh, another affirmation is, I easily chant my prescribed rounds. So we can all consult with Mahatma Prabhu. He's coming um, very soon. Tomorrow. Comes tomorrow. Their thoughts is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Any burning questions or comments or reflections before we go for breakfast? Or um, do we have announcements? You want to? Yes. Yesterday you said that uh, an art and event is actually a stage of freedom from an artist. Yes. So all, practically all other stages you do something and what is what is with an art and is just like transition from Bajana Kriya to Tudishta Well, I think of each of those uh, from Shraddha to Prema, they're like signposts uh, which are orienting us and which we are aiming toward. Um, it's been a long time since I've read the Mad Madhurya Kadambini, I must confess, uh, in which Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur elaborates on each one. And it could very, very well be that he gives some more specifics what to do uh, in that area of aiming for freedom from anartha. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his uh, Bhajana Rahasya, he also gives some indications. Um, but for, I would say more generally, they're, they're like signposts so that one can have a sense of where one is and where one is going. Like a map. A map is, uh, you look at the map, here's where I am now, here's where I want to go, and here's the way to get there. Yes, it's also said there's anartha nivriti, and so the counterpart, the positive side, is artha pravriti, to engage in what is valuable. So for that we have one way of understanding would be uh, the six principles of sharanagati. Anakulyasa sankalpa pratikulyasa varjana. Rakshishyati Timishvasa Bhutritve Varhanantata Atmanichepa Karpanye Shadvita Sharanakati. Especially Anukuyasya Sankalpa, making Sankalpa a vow, a resolve. I'm going to do what is favorable. <laughs> and Pratikuyasya Varjanam, I'm going to reject varjanam is <clears throat> when you're throwing out the garbage, the trash, that's if you want a fancy Sanskrit word for it, garbage varjanam. Uh, 
throwing, throwing away, <coughs> rejecting. Yeah, that's what comes to my mind. I just want to say that today is a wonderful day of appearance of Mother Yashoda. It's appearance day. Uh, yes. Appearance of Mother Yashoda. Yashoda Mai. Yashoda Mai Ki. I never heard that we have a date for that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Krishna Murari Goswami shared. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes. So we can, today we can contemplate, speaking of contemplation, we can contemplate Mother Yashoda in her sweet, sweet pastimes with little Krishna. She's always in anxiety, actually. <laughs> She's always in anxiety. <clears throat> She's always worried. Mothers tend to be, when the children are very small, isn't it? Always watching out for them, always concerned. Where are they? What are they doing? Mother Yashoda is very concerned when Balaram reports to her that Krishna has eaten dirt. So she takes action. Uh, she uh, wants to make sure that Krishna doesn't get sick. Did you ever eat? Did you ever eat dirt when you were a kid? Yeah. But you were eating brudge brudge. <laughs> <laughs> a lot? Really? Does it taste good? Yes. Oh. It's like makan. It's like makan. Makan? When we were ramenating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like makan. Yes. Just one quick thing. Uh, devotees uh, who are not here, disciples, they see every day where we go and pictures and so on. Maybe they would also write, like to write for the book. <coughs> are they allowed? Ah. <laughs> well, we don't want to uh, deny if someone is enthusiastic to write, yeah. yeah. Dom Seva from a distance. <laughs> okay. An announcement? Announcement? Um, you may have noticed, I was talking to Maharaj about this yesterday, um, that there's a lot of these plastic Fizzleri bottles, and it's no pressure or anything, but if you have a uh, instead of using them up so much and using up so much plastic, we have very good drinking water at the, uh, maybe you saw it, there's a big green sign at the back of the big kirtan hall. And so if you have a, uh, a water container or if you want to just refill these, we could uh, be a little more friendly with the environment. But there's no pressure if you, if you 
finding your remaining healthy and everything, taking this, that's fine. But if you want to be a little more conscious of uh, using so much plastic, uh, that the water here is quite good, and you can just refill your bottle. Thank you. Any announcements on the Jamaica? The wedding will start, I encourage, 11? Well, you're going to sing up there. Yeah, I want to do it. Yes. Uh, yeah, the wedding will start at 11 o'clock, and I want to invite everyone of you to participate. You'll be there and celebrate with us. It will be very wonderful. Okay, thank you very much. Shiva Prabhupada, Shri Yashoda Mai, Gididaj Maharaj, Shri Yashoda Mai, Shri Yashoda Mai, Shri Yashoda Mai, Shri Yashoda Mai, Shri Yashoda